Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hey there, it's the latest Driven Chat Podcast for you. And I've got to tell you, John, Amy and I have been treated like royalty. We are sitting around a beautiful table in a beautiful part of London, just outside us is a barbecue, which I believe is the reason for the what we're about to discuss. Something very cool happened here. A barbecue was held here and magic followed. This house is owned by the one and only Charlie Borman. How are you doing, Charlie? Hello. Very kind of you. That's a very nice intro. I like it. Well, you can you can come again. It involves, <laughs> it involves barbecues and bikes. That's pretty darn cool yeah. in my book. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, no, I, I suppose... Um, I suppose the magic happened here, you know. Well, unless I, I was just hobbling around in a wheelchair, and <laughs> and uh, and Ewan came over because he was he was he was he felt sorry for me probably. It was quite an anomaly and in better, itself. I better just go and say hello, just otherwise say hello. he'll just say yeah. some friend you are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I, yeah. I suppose it sort of started here. Long way round and long way down were were two kind of shows we did quite a long time ago. One in two thousand and four, and the other one in two thousand and and. Seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, and then there was like 12 or 13 years gap. And and, um, and I suppose, you know, yeah, so that was that really. Well, did you always plan on doing A Long Way Up? Was that always kind of the idea at some point we'll, mm. we'll do that? Or was it something that was when, you know, you and felt sorry for you and came around here and you thought, oh, you know what, let's have a chat about a new adventure we could do. Is Or, yeah, was it always kind of 
in the pipeline. I don't, I, I don't think he felt sorry for me. I think he just wanted to see the cage that was around that was holding <laughs> was, my leg together. It was just a macabre It was like a gruesome thing. Like, <laughs> People used to always do that and go, oh my God, it goes right through your leg, those wires. And, I was really, you know what? I saw you at the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride when you had the cage that you went and you were on, You came on, uh, was it, was it on, it's a scooter? Yeah, it was the, a scooter, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, thinking, I'm very impressed that you managed to, to get around with that and you were still on two wheels despite yeah, having two the cage. Crutches. Yeah, but the I remember on that trip, I had a, I had like a blanket thing like a, a over it, and and one of the other guys who run the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, it, it's a, it's a thing to raise money for for charity, and everybody dresses up in in tweeds and all that kind of stuff, and okay. does a little ride out. It's really good fun. It's very lovely. When you get and, your license, aren't yeah, you? and some crazy people turn up in the most awesomely beautiful bikes, all f- dressed in 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 tweed. It's it's really nice. Um. Uh. Anyway, I turned up, and and this one guy, and I was on this very modern scooter, which is kind of sort of frowned upon within that kind of because it's, it's a kind of kind of kind of motorbike that you should be should, that you should be riding certainly not a scooter and uh, and he goes hey Charlie what, what are you doing on that thing and I, I just pulled my blanket back and he went oh <laughs> oh my god oh no like this and he just went okay okay yeah you know. fair enough <laughs> fair you've owned enough. it I've got to ask it's it's given you and had the macabre fascination I now have a horrible follow-up have you kept the cage yeah, Ooh. I've got the cage and the wires uh, wow. next door. Yeah, nice. I mean a couple of the wires. They they, well, <clears throat> because as the leg got better, that um, the, these wires are, are held under huge tension, and and um, to to hold your sort of leg together because it bridges the gap basically. So it it keeps the leg in the right position and then bridges the smash up to allow it to heal. You know, and and um, but after a while. Uh, as you start to walk on it a little bit, you know. Anyway, the cables snapped, and and um, uh, and then and then, and then, and then you had to have it pulled out. Well, I'm not sure. Um, I think there was an incident with the scooter that I fell over, and the scooter landed on the, on the leg. Oh and that, at that one stage, I thought, you know, shit, that is really, you know. Yeah. And there was a lot of blood, and there was, you know, where the cables were. It was pretty awful. But um, but anyway, but apart from all of that, you know, it was fine. But. Uh, and then, and then they, 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 they used to pull all the wires out um, without any anaesthetic and stuff. Oh. And, and apparently, apparently <laughs> one guy, when they stopped it because the, 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 one of the doctors pulling it out and, and, the, and the person who was pulling, pulling the, it out of uh, instinctively punched the doctor <laughs> in the side of the head and he passed out. Oh my he was knocked wow. out. And so from that point on, they then gave people, you know, Painkillers. I mean, you need to. You, you need to find the person that instinctively punched the doctor <laughs> yeah. and, and thank him. A, yeah, you know, because I can tell you, even with the painkillers, it was unbelievably painful. Yeah. But um, no, and so so well, I think the reason we ended up doing as your from your question about about yes, that we'd always spoken about doing a long way up, mm-hmm. um, and I think when you do these long journeys, you you um, you know, they all have their own kind of um life, really. And a beginning and a middle and an end, and as you head towards the end of it, you 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 start to, to want it to be over, and you want to go home, and you want to see your family, and yeah. have that everyday normal life. But a, but a big part of you doesn't want to stop. Do you get that hangover like after? Like, yeah, yeah, you I certainly do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come not radio show, but like mm. if you've been away filming yeah. and whatnot, then you you kind of come. It takes some adjusting. Yeah, you, yeah, you have a real family who are your your people, of course, the, the humans you've created and whatnot, and the ones you've married, etc. And then you have your family who are the people you've been working with, yeah. you know, who you trust, and especially in the sort of adventure series that you do, you know, you're away. It's just you and them versus everything. Yeah. And then suddenly, when you're not waking up to them every day, you kind of grieve it a bit, don't you? 
Yeah, for sure. And 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 I think that as you come to the end, you know, if someone said, "Oh, look, look, actually, next fact, we need a, another two weeks of shooting or filming. Let's do that." You go, "Okay." Yeah, yeah. You know, Turn but but and I think then that at that point, that's when you start talking about doing another one. Yeah. And and by talking about doing another one, it makes it easier to leave the one you're on because you go, look, I can stop this because we've got the other one. Which means we need to and, ask the question, dot, then, dot, dot. I mean, yeah. Apple, Apple, I'm guessing, are very, very happy <laughs> at this point. I'm sure Bellstaff and Harley and Rivian are all kind of thinking, these guys have really served us up a treat here. Is there going to be, I mean, you've hang on, we've got down, we've got round, we've got up. So is there through, maybe? Uh, yeah, well, I think you, you, you and I certainly spoke about it, and and um, you know we were talk, 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 the, the, the talking, we were talking about maybe doing uh, long way down under or, oh, nice. or long way yes. Scandies, yes, <laughs> do a Scandinavia yes. kind of thing, Scandinavia Poland. So it's so a lot, lots of possibilities. But you know, th- listen, this one's just sort of come out, and, yeah. And, yeah. and, and so you know, uh, we'll see what happens. But it's just, it's, I mean, yeah. But to be fair, it's just come out. But you finished filming w- end of December, yeah. So you know, it, it's ten months ago for you in terms yeah. of the end of the journey. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's quite a lot plausible. happened as well yeah. in that ten months. You know, yes. because you know when you make a TV show and stuff, the 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 travel of it all is 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 uh, is actually one of the easiest parts of of making a, a TV show. That's the fun bit. That's the great bit when you're traveling, and filming, and you know we we got the old crew back together, Ewan and Claudio who was our cameraman on the last two and who's an amazing guy. He can ride a bike all day and film all day at the same time. And he came along, then Russ and Dave, who, who, were, who were in the chase vehicles or the support vehicles, and they were electric as well. Which I loved, These by the way. Yeah, awesome cars. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and 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 so it was lovely. And Jimmy Simak and, you know, getting the, the old crew together. And and, um, and then Claudio had, had, had stepped up his game massively. And he's you know got these these um he's got this drone that he he uses incredibly well and 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 he was using the drone more than he was using a normal camera you know yeah. it was like well if we stop here for a shot and then he gets a drone out and and it tracks you and and what was amazing was that when we did long way round long way down we, there wasn't there was no GoPros there was no, there was nothing course, yeah, yeah I was going to say the evolution of the actual filming. From 2004, it's, it's yeah. it, it, in our memories, it feels like 2004 wasn't that long ago, but it's actually quite a long time it's, ago. Yeah. Yeah. And the camera tech, and as you say, drones and GoPros and cameras, tiny little cameras you can bolt to crash helmets and foot pegs and things that didn't exist anymore. It's, it must be quite fascinating to see the evolution of how the production itself has been put together, which I think for a lot of people is something we overlook. You know, we, It's all very easy for us to sit back and go, ha, look at this, how hard can it be riding through the desert? It looks fantastic. Yeah. But of yeah. course, the logistics of it, and I'm sure we'll go on to this in a second, the, the, the electrification of this year's of this season's trip must have brought with it all sorts of trials <laughs> yeah. and tribulations. It was. I mean, I'm it was so intrigued to hear more about the yeah, sorry, the logistics side of things of, of of how many like charging points were were put in. So yeah, sorry, I'm putting it, but like, it, do please explain more about about all of yeah, that. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, I mean, you know, from the filming point of view, it was it was amazing because you we we, we you know, and when you and I watched it back, you, you know, we 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 knew that we were going along the side of some beautiful river with some amazing countryside but when you actually see the drone shot you go ah oh, that's what the river looked like yeah. so yes. so so uh, whereas before you were you were with us on the bikes and and experienced what we were experiencing and stuff and then the drive-bys and stuff like that and now you know with the new show you can sort of with these drones you can sort of look up and you can sort of breathe a bit and see oh okay now i can see where where they're riding through so well, it, it was also a big shows difference you the isolation as well yeah you know, yeah, the yeah. the of vastness of it all just the two yeah. of you there and there's you know Miles and miles of empty scrub road, and you're yeah. 
You've got to go on it on your own. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. And then, of course, it was, we were on electric bikes, so that yes. puts a bit of sort of drama to the whole thing as well. Yeah, there's always fear when you do these kind of trips. But would you say one of the, the things you were most scared about of the trip was the, the electric side of things? Or was it, did you have natural fears and, you know, the adventure yeah. side of things on the trip as well? Or was it like the bigger fear? Always? I think, um, you know, uh, I think when when we're sitting in our garden here with with Ewan and Ewan and I and he came to stay for a weekend and ended up he was working on a movie here. he um, um and then ended up staying for about a month and 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 I hope and, he paid and, some rent. Oh, oh, yeah, it was lovely. It was lovely to have him. Actually, I've forgotten to ask him for that. <laughs> and he was on a film, so he could have had per diem as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a trick, Miss. Well, you know, but he is Scottish, you know. After all, um, but uh, he. Uh, and that's when we started talking about it. And then when we got Russ and Dave to come over, um, they said, look, I think we're going we're gonna to like to make another one. And um, uh, and then Russ popped up, and we were saying, well, how are we going to make it different? And we've got to do it differently to us before. And then Russ said, well, what about electric? Because it's not really been done. And Russ loves a, a Guinness Book of Records and Brilliant. that kind of thing he loves. And, and we said, well, what about electric? And we thought, oh, okay, that's not a bad idea. And so it wasn't driven by the fact that we wanted to be eco warriors or friendly or whatever it is it suddenly became this sort of challenge and thinking well actually actually this is where we are all going and it makes sense to drive electric and especially if you live in the city and stuff like that for pollution and yeah you know th th there are things that make sense you don't have to be eco whatever f to understand that and so 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 we did it and anyway so we finally, you know, we got involved and then it turned out that Harley Davidson, you could, can't imagine that Harley Davidson was the one who had the bike that was the most possible to I use. Love that. Yeah. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And when we were on the trip, people say, oh, we're, so what are you doing? Well, we're doing this motorcycle trip and we're doing it um, electric. And they go, really electric? Wow. And then, um, and then they say, uh, and well, what motorbikes are they? And we said, well, they're Harley Davidson's. And they just look at you like, are you kidding me, Harley Davidson? Woody. Oh, We've just, adorable. just We've been joined by a spaniel. Oh, he's, just so his, um, <laughs> he's just been to the dog groomers. So rather, rather Very dapper. handsome. He goes to the same hairdresser as David Beckham for the highlights on the. Uh, I can see on, his, on his head and tail. It smells <laughs> Very great. Very expensive, you know. It does smell great. It smells really he does, good. Yeah, he's been poofed up, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so Sorry, so Harley nice. Davidson, and then and then so you would you would uh, people would just laugh and go, well, how did, but they're supposed to make noise and they can't yeah. go around corners and stuff. And this was like a an, an awesome awesome bike. Well, people thought they couldn't go around corners. Well, Harley's well, Harley, yeah. hard work, yeah. because of the, you know, right, right, because right. anyway, uh, or and, and and so um we uh so we do get kind of all of that, and so and we decided to go in them, and then. We thought we'd go electric trucks and just to make it easy for ourselves, and and um, and then we we sort of agreed all this and all of these were um, uh, they, they were they weren't they hadn't been to market yet no, they, the they weren't yeah. Yeah. prototypes basically yeah. the Rivian, Rivian that was the first two properly working cars mm. that Rivian built mm. chassis number one and two one and two yeah. and and um, and then with the Harley Davidsons they were they were because they were all beefed up so we had a a, a more uh, 
a more sort of off-road front end put on. We had a different back put on, different back suspension. We had panniers put onto it. You know, it was a huge amount of work. And then when we got down down there, um, you know, it was the worst winter in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was freezing cold. And batteries don't like the cold. That's right. And, and, yeah. and, and then we realised that we, we didn't really know how to charge them. We, we, we didn't know anything, really, because we'd only driven them for about, or ridden them for about, Probably in, in total a couple of hours. I love it. And it's sort of half-assed, half-assed charged them and some fast charging. But there was loads of people there who were sort of doing it for us. We just went to Starbucks and had coffee. <laughs> and, I'm glad you and, say that because a big part of me, when I heard about the new season and the fact that you were on the live wires, I thought, God, somebody's really must have wrecked this and it must yeah. have taken ages to go and find all the charging points. And So you're saying that that didn't happen at all? <laughs> Not at all. And as well as that, so... But there are no charging points no, of course, in South of course. America, in Central America, yeah. Mexico. There's no fast charges Absolutely. anywhere. Yeah. There's there's some in couple in 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 capital cities, but but that's about it really. And I guess and in so, some of the villages you're going to, electricity to keep your lights on in yeah. your house. Well, it's basically just just. Like, well, I mean, the the one fortunate thing is that there's electricity everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and that's the one fortunate thing. And anyway, so so we we kind of got this sort sort of thing sorted about, and we had all these cables that were just. We weren't we no one had thought it through <laughs> and and um anyway we finally got off and and i remember we, we had to delay it for four days because it was blizzards yeah for four days wow. and then finally we got a break in the in the sun and we were riding at one stage riding up out of Ushuaia on the bottom of argentina and there was snow drifts you know they were cut into the into wow. the into the snow there was like eight six five six feet high either side of the road <laughs> And I mean, we, every single piece of clothing that you could possibly have, we yeah. wore. You did, well, you do a lovely, I mean, I think episode one or two, oh, you, you yes. literally <laughs> put on everything yep. you've got. And I'm exhausted by the time you put it on, you just <laughs> got to go back to bed, you know. The thing is, it's such a joyful watch as well. But I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of the time, my anxiety is being triggered for you because yeah. there's the range anxiety, there's the fear of the, the the kind of where you're going and the constant threat of falling off and knowing what you've done to your body historically. Yeah. You know, if you fall again, then this could oh, be, yeah, it, you know. Yeah. And then there's the... Also, this is something else that, that I guess it's probably played up a bit for for the show, but there's this kind of... There's this question mark about you and you, and now we obviously know because we've now spoken that you and you are absolutely tight and solid, but there's this thing at the beginning which is that you haven't really you know you, you sort of drifted apart for 12 years which which makes it seem like something's happened you know what i mean so there's there's all this stuff going on and you just and you're going on electric bikes and you've got an electric truck you know and there's plenty of jeopardy with your support team so the whole time whilst it's gripping and fascinating and brilliant you're also like <gasps> I, know, you know. I know well yeah i mean you felt like that you can imagine being there <laughs> 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 but no but um, and 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 i th we didn't know what to expect from it and it was a huge learning curve i mean we realized that you know electric bikes electric vehicles in the cold is just they don't like it and so yeah what's the, i mean and that was bad well they just meant that they, we had less power so that we, we were banking on the whole fact that we were going to be at least be able to do 150 miles a day yeah. and at the beginning we were only doing like 90 oh, wow. and it was like well this is not good you know we got 13,000 miles and all these countries to go through. and it was like oh this isn't was that work. somewhat of a blessing though because um, i'm imagining especially in the cold weather as bikers mm. we all we've all taken yeah. the luxury of yeah. stopping and yeah. putting the hands down onto the onto the engine of course you can't do that with an electric bike there's gonna be no well and, heat. There's, and there's no heated grips there's no you can't run a heated vest because you're you're sucking power yeah, up Yeah, of course um so so it was a a cup but i think out of all of that one of the things you all you can hear is this is the pit pad of the dog's claws. <laughs> yeah. That's dog's claws, by the way. The um, uh, and he, uh, so, um, 
and once we got kind of through the idea of 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 how it worked to 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 charge and and then we were really worried about turning up in people's houses and just sort of saying look do you mind if we plug yeah. in because you know you get these two big motorcycles and say can we plug in they're going well how much is that going to cost mm. yeah you know and and, yeah. and in some places money is tight yeah. absolutely you know in actual fact it, it, it if you plug your your that one of the harley davidson's or the live wire into your house it'll cost about a pound to fill overnight right, yeah. so right. it's very cheap um and of course we we would we would offer money and and of course and and but we say not one person on the whole trip ever said no you can't plug in so i mean we had people we'd go to restaurants i mean one time we were up in Chile somewhere and, and we'd been on the road and had a couple of bad nights and one bad night camping, one and then it followed by a really crappy uh, Airbnb or, or, or <laughs> hostel and pretty awful place. And then we, we coming through this place, it was quite a touristy place, and there was this gorgeous lunch place. We thought, well, we'll stop there, have a decent lunch, charge the bikes for a couple of hours and then head on. And so every time we plugged into this lunch and desperate for it to work, you know, because you never quite knew if the charging was going to work. And we kept plunging this this restaurant into darkness. Oh, <laughs> and eventually they just said, look, we're really sorry, we just can't make this work. And it was oh, like, oh, oh, you know. But then we went off to a... a, a, um, a, a uh, campsite because there's always power in campsites and and um we plugged in there and, and we we met this lovely couple who uh were traveling together and she was from yes. uh she was from um somewhere she was from poland wasn't no she? he was from poland that's right and then she was from uh not istanbul but what's the country of istanbul's in um uh turkey turkey God, thank you. <laughs> I should know that because I have travelled through there a few times. So, and she was from Turkey, and they'd met just, and she was a school teacher in the countryside, in the middle of nowhere, and they'd fallen in love. He moved on, and he couldn't, he couldn't handle it, and went back to pick her up. And and then she told her father, because it's a very traditional mm -hmm. family, she told her father that she was going to Istanbul to teach. And we were talking to her in a campsite in Chile. Yeah. And I said, so did your father know you're here? And she said, nope. So he hasn't got Apple TV. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, both you and I did think, oh, yeah. well, if he didn't know, he does now, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but that was lovely. And, and I think because of having to plug in, because we couldn't go the bigger distances as you would normally, we came across... Uh, all, all these different stories so mm. the whole thing and not only were you sort of plugging into people's houses but you were plugging into people's lives yeah, you're yeah. Plugging and that and the businesses yeah. and, and 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 all this different stuff and, and the generosity of people was just more than not you sit there and they'd give you food because well i have know, to ask you sorry for that. you because it's it's something that at complete tangent i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry automotive skewing podcast <laughs> but i've got to ask about the food because charlie the num number of times we see you you know, you're, you're rocking up to complete strangers' houses or restaurants or whatever, and, and they welcome you in with open arms. And obviously, when things like that happen, you're gifted beautiful meals. You don't really get to choose them. So you're presented <laughs> Oh, the food can be bad. I just, can't yeah, how do you do it? Because yeah. I mean, you basically, it's, you yeah. can't really say no, can you? You, you? you kind have of have to, to go, you yeah. can't be like, we've got to leave now because you've got to stay there and charge and wait for that yeah. to charge. You have to be polite, I guess. And yeah. Well, yeah, you can't you leave to, like straight away. Yeah. You're going, well, 10 minutes later, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh, we need another oh, hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we will have dessert then. But um, uh, no, I, well, well, I think South America and Central America and Mexico, I, I mean, you know, there was never any problem with food. It was always just extraordinary. Sometimes you weren't quite sure what you were eating. Yeah. Because, you know, of course, you and I spent months learning Spanish. And... Uh 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So we couldn't speak Spanish at all. I was going to say, <laughs> did you? No, no, we didn't. No, and we did. We did one lesson for half an hour, anymore. and that was it. You know, and and we sat there just cursing ourselves, thinking, you know, if we just managed yeah. to learn just something. Just a few choice yeah. phrases. You know, yeah. Thank, 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 thank you for, you know, thank Apple for sort of translation and and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff because that that did make a difference. But that that, that was. A disappointment of not being able to speak the language, and it was only really one language throughout the thirteen countries that yeah. you had to learn. It wasn't as if you were going through lots of different languages. But I, I think being, but you know, but and that was the thing that really uh, made it different for us, and 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 the and the challenge of 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 no one had ever really done it before. And and I think when you talk about electric cars and motorbikes people say oh it doesn't have the range or it's just it's impossible to do it well well now um it it is shown possible mm. to do it because you can you can and, and, you and, can but you know it's it's you you can absolutely but it is going to be difficult but, but you can plug into anywhere and 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 it, you know and and we, we we left this whole uh charging system all the way through south america so sadly you couldn't charge the harley the harley davidson's on fast charging on them but but i know which was just was the wrong one for us the the rivians were fine but we we weren't um and and so anybody now who has phase two can can do that to our route and 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 that was a uh, an energy company that were that were coming into south america because that's the next big land grab is uh charging points yeah, and charging yeah. places and how we charge vehicles and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So now I can imagine, you know, you, instead of going to to, to a, a, a filling station on, on, on the motorway or something like that, you would go to the car park, um, plug in for 30, 40 minutes is, is all you need to to do an 80% charge. And you would go to a little shared office space, a little workplace mm. where you could sit, have a coffee, do a little yeah. bit of work while you're waiting just before you head into London or head into yeah. Liverpool or Manchester. And and I think it's it's kind of changing now, and, and we you, you, you know it, like this the, the the Harley I have out here, it um, which Harley have lent me, um, you can um, uh, you can do you know 130 mile yeah. range around town, which is so if you're commuting, yeah. it's easy and cheap. I think know. electric bikes. I, I really we've said this a few times on on our podcast about the complications that come with electric cars. Cars. Mm. It, we, there's a long way to go until we can all comfortably say, let's go and buy an electric car. Many reasons, 
charging points being one of them, the availability of them, the range anxiety, the, the difference in range in weather, that sort of thing. There's a long, long way to go, not to mention the infrastructure of people like myself that live in an apartment, which is great. Where do I plug in my car? Where do I plug in my bike? With bikes, it certainly seems like that's going to be the more the first step to getting it done, the quicker charging times and the ability to perhaps not require such a long range. As you say, 130 miles on a Harley, most of the UK are going to be happy going doing a day trip and by that point you want to stop. Sure. And I think the the joy that comes with that need to stop is going to be one of the big selling points for electric bikes. And we've said this in our podcast about the joys of owning classic cars. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the times, classic cars, you need to give them an opportunity to cool down, cool down, calm down, or they break down. Mm. And there comes a time where you have to end up stopping and you might stop somewhere where you never intended to to stop in a beautiful little North Italian village or somewhere on the outskirts of Merthyr Tidville. You don't know where you're going to stop, but it, it you're often put into these situations where you do meet these people or see things or experience things that you never in a million years thought that was ever going to happen. Mm. But it's had to happen because you've either needed to stop because the car's overheating or, in the modern-day case, we need to put some charge in the bike. And I think that is a, it's the old analogy. You know, I remember, I'm sure we all did it as kids, go for a walk with your parents grumbling in the, some National Trust grounds and somebody saying, oh, well, you wouldn't have seen this if we'd driven or you wouldn't have experienced yeah, this if we'd sure. got in the car. And it's now, I, I now find myself in these situations, both with classic cars and now dabbling with electric cars, that you do end up having these experiences, meeting people and seeing things that you never really would have thought would happen. So it's almost, I, so. I almost don't want it to become too good. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want bikes to be coming out with 200 mile ranges, which I'm sure will be very achievable, being much lighter than cars, etc. Mm. Um, but it, it's almost, yeah, I think it's the, the 130 mile on the Harley, that range is probably pretty much spot on, isn't it? It is. I mean, I think, I think you know, when you're looking at electric, I think, um, or a bit, people say that there isn't the infrastructure there, but, 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 there is, if you sit there, if you have a Tesla, you can yeah. pretty much go anywhere you want yeah. to the south of France if you yeah. want to, and you mm. can do it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and from that, there are, I mean, I've got an app which you just filter out the fast chargers, the type of fast charger that, that you want, and and, um, and it just tells you where they all are, mm. and you just ride to them, and they're usually by a restaurant or in a shopping centre or whatever. It's like if you go to Westfield in in in, in London here, and you go underground, and, and there's a whole area yeah, of uh, of charging yeah. points. So you go there, you go and do your shopping, have a bit of lunch, and that's how it changes. And I think I think I think it's it's pretty much there already. Mm-hmm. I think, and and um, I mean certainly when we jumped into America from 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 Mexico, you know, having struggling to do 150 miles a day, you know, on the first day in, in the States, we, uh, we left a bit late. Um, and, you know, we're thinking, wow, we're going to struggle to do 150 miles today. And then we made our way to the first charger. And it was in, it was like in, by a Walmart and a shopping center and there was restaurants and stuff like that. And we plugged in and we thought, okay, well, we'll wait a couple of hours and, and we'll, we'll have a full charge and we'll go on again. Anyway, and and, and suddenly we realised that, that it was charging at this unbelievable rate. <laughs> and, and, and it said that in 38 minutes it was going to be full. And it was, right. it was, um, it was a bit like when you walk up to a, to a moving escalator for the first time <laughs> and you look at the moving escalator and you go, oh my gosh, they're moving. You know, and it was this revelation and we, we couldn't believe it. And that day, even though we'd, 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 um, we'd left late, we did 240 miles oh, wow. that day. And just from a couple of quick fast charges, yeah. you know, stopped coffee, you know, a bit of a chat on the phone, whatever, and then off again. And, and so, so it's amazing 
that that thing. So I, I kind of think it's it's there, and that that charging time will only get faster as yeah, it becomes funny. more popular. You know, we we need to we need to those petrol stations which have a bit of a forecourt. We you know I'm I'm always shocked that there's not a single electric charger in mm. practically any petrol station yeah. at the moment which seems crazy to me That's, i mean that is going to be imminently changing and of course it has to be yeah and there's that hydrogen question as well you know yeah. the, 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 there's a lot of people suggesting that that kind of electrification is is basically the step change we need before hydrogen mm. kicks in and becomes the main power source i think so but i, I think electric will stay for the toy market for the bikes mm. And for even perhaps lightweight track day cars, I think electrification works for those. I don't think it, as we've well, said, yeah, many but times then, for the bigger but then, cars. But then you look at what 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 Rivian are doing, mm. and Rivian have just signed a, a contract for two hundred fifty thousand uh, electric uh, for Amazon, vans for Amazon. Yeah. Oh, right. And, and so and so they're going to use these. And and one of the biggest problems that we have with with renewable energy is that we haven't got anywhere to store it. Mm. Yes. And so you can. You can make it all day you want, but if you can't use it, yeah, it just it gets wasted. And so, and then what, what will happen is, so now with all these, so a, a car battery can be used for 12, 13 years mm-hmm. because it's high, high intensity. It, it doesn't last that long, but then you can use that same battery for storage for 90 years. Wow. And so, and so what Rivian are doing and, and what the biggest, one of the biggest uh, uh, dirty footprints for Amazon is running their computers mm. far more oh, than wow. their distribution because yes. you need so much energy to keep computers cold and storage and, and, and all this kind of stuff. So when, when those cars uh, and trucks, those batteries become useful, useless, then what they do is they, they then start stacking them on top of each other and then they become switch those battery storage. Cool the oh. servers. And, um, and so oh. then, then, then they will become then to run the computer power for Amazon. Which is really nice because it's an exact kind of flip side to what our government have been kind of pushing against, mm. you know, with the whole let's go wind farm and whatnot. And then you've had you've had these kind of big businesses going, oh, well, no, 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 because oil, you can store it in barrels. And you can't do that with electricity. Mm. Well, you've just basically yeah. highlighted well, that. Well, you can. Well, yeah, and it, that, that, that part of it will take time. I mean, I'm putting a system into my house here with a company called My Energy, who I have a Zappy outside, which mm-hmm. charges my cars and i mean a friend of mine came up with a volkswagen golf half full charged it in two hours yeah just just from home you know whereas you can charge it a lot faster on a fast charger but from home and and that cost one pound 80 to charge half a car that's great and 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 um and then i'm having solar panels put into the house with a with a home solar battery and and with the energy that i can get from that that put into my battery that can eventually go to my bike or my car i could do twenty two thousand miles perfect on the sun mm-hmm. or i can do the heating of my the underground floor the floor heating of my house or the water or run my um uh run my lights in the house so i i think it's i think it's there much more than people actually yeah. Yeah. think um, and and having immersed myself in it, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm still a petrol head. I've got <laughs> I've got a couple of motorbikes in, uh, out front, and I'm just about to pick up another one from the from the shop today. Um, so, but I think it's much more uh, available than than people people want to or like to think. Or I think or so, think, and I think there's you know. the, the the cynic in me, the perhaps the bad guy pantomime 
um, role is played by, uh, yeah, or we, we perceive it to be played by the oil companies, who of course know that this technology is here. Oh, for sure. They know, yeah. you know, Shell have been putting on adverts on TV for ages about how they're going to be converting al- algae to power soon. And yes, I'm sure it's all there, but until the oil has been used in the ground, there's no way that they're going to incentivize not cashing in on that huge profit. And that's but, the sad yeah. thing. Well, and well, the other thing is we 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 uh, you know we have to stop using. Correct. Oil. I mean, yeah. if you look at David Attenborough's thing, oh, my, my yeah. daughter, yeah. my daughter ran me up and just was almost in tears, yeah. saying, "My, you know, you, you're, you know, Daddy, it's all right for you because you're old." <laughs> 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 but me, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and no, listen, you say, I mean, I don't that, know. Charlie. I think there's I a case for these two. <laughs> I get old from these two, you know. So that's, I'd rather it was my kids calling me exactly. old rather than my colleagues. <laughs> but well, I, 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 th- I think there's a place for everything. I, th- I think if you live mostly in a city like I do, then you're, it makes more sense to, to drive around an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If, sure. if you yeah. live yeah. urban a bit too far away, a dual fuel car makes a lot of sense. Or yeah. if you live in the, in, the, in the, if you're a farmer and you're, you're doing loads of miles all the time, then a super efficient petrol car or whatever makes, makes sense. It's, it's not, it's, it's, the answer is not one thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's combinizing everything. It's all of us. If all of us, Put some solar panels on our right. properties, and 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 um uh, and did the little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not it's, it's not just that I can sell my energy into the into the system, so I I make money as well. Mm-hmm. So so and and you know if you live in an apartment, that the, the whole roof of the apartment should be full of solar and yeah. and have a couple of wind um yeah. things up there and producing energy. So it's it, it's you know if everybody does a little bit, yeah, we can still keep our petrol. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I've got to ask you about the electric bikes because these two here are both excellent bikers. They've been biking for a long time. And the last few radio shows, podcasts we've been doing, they've been bringing in biking legends like Maria Costello, for example, and so on and so forth, effectively with one reason only, and that is to bully me into getting my bike test. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up because I was about to. I was I was begriffed that we'd almost gone very eco and we hadn't yet bullied you into riding a bike. Yeah, because it comes up all the time. And I've been pushing against <laughs> it because I'm terrified. I've only really ever been on a Speedway bike before when I used to host the Speedway. And uh, oh, I went that's on... that's right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I went on Greg Hancock's Speedway yeah, Hancock, bike. Yeah. Crashed it. Crashed it at the Millennium <laughs> well, Stadium. But it was difficult to crash those bikes, so you know. Thank you. That's that's good to hear. No brakes and no gears. (laughs) None of this I'd really understood before I got on it. You went on the slightly unfair. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. especially it was it was the World Cup winning bike. You know, he was unbeaten (laughs) that you destroyed. (laughs) But anyway, that's another story. (laughs) He was very good about it. You know, Um, I also destroyed his metal boot, which destroyed my foot. Not to your levels of destroyed, but it hurt. Um, Anyway. I have pushed against this as a dad with a lot to lose yeah. and very scared. I'm too scared to do it. But I keep thinking maybe I should, maybe I should. And watching you guys on the electric Harleys, genuinely, I kind of think to myself, well, that, now that I could maybe get to grips with. Mm. Now, you've had all the accidents, frankly, every accident under the sun, Charlie. You know, you've done everything have them, you could we'll have do. them all for you. <laughs> I basically have the opinion that if you say to me I should do it, I'm going to do it. But similarly, I want you to look me in the eyes and tell me no if I shouldn't do it. No, I, well, listen, I, I, of course I think you should do it. And, oh, and I, I, think it's a, I think it's an amazing thing. And we, we were, you know, I, I, I talk about it to, to people a lot about, you know, having had all these injuries and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, 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 and people say, yeah, but you got back on the bike after those injuries. Well, well, the, the, the focus was always about the, the therapy and the, mm. and the mental therapy and the, and the physiotherapy was all about 
getting back to my life, getting back on the motorcycle and 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 riding. And I think it's very therapeutic. I think it's uh, and we we all talk a lot about um about mental health and mm. and 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 our our. Our, our minds and, and and how you know um that they say that if you if you if you someone someone who plays golf will live five years longer than than someone who doesn't because they're outside walking two or three times a week for long distances also because they've bored their friends to death probably <laughs> yeah but you know they're living five years longer yeah you know fair enough yeah. and yeah. uh um, so 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 there's all those kind of things so to have that hobby and to have and to get out there and put your helmet on and just just ride is is lovely to clear your mind and 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 i think it's a i think it's a great thing and then going off on a long trip with your buddy to wherever for the weekend or mm. for a day or for riding out or for whatever it's it's really nice and you'll be surprised how many people ride yeah you know and, and i have been surprised by that actually mm. I, I put it on instagram the other day going oh i don't know should i do this and i've had several private messages from people going, do it. I've got mine. Like that, have never. I've known for years. Have never known they had a bike. Yeah. Well, there's a great. I, well, look, I, there's a great company who's, who's a, a couple of friends of mine who own a company called Off the Curb, and they get you to you know get on your bike and get your L plates and get your CB CBT CBT and then they can get and they're just in Dorking, so so that's really easy. I can I can you know I can connect you with them. You know, it might have to happen because because yeah. basically why I said to John is having watched Long Way Out, well, well as far yeah. as I can, you're, you're holding back the last few episodes, which is really <laughs> driving me slightly crazy. Is you and okay? That's where we're at at the moment. Oh, there's, yeah. there's a oh, doctor yes, about right. to go and see him in the hotel, yeah. and I don't know if he's all right or not. You know, the, your poor friend's on, on the oxygen and really looks in a terrible way. And it's, anyway, I'm, well, I don't know I'm about him, but I made it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason they're not both here, Andy. Well, yeah, I just wanted to say I just had to do the. Last Last five episodes on my own. <laughs> it's funny because I, Amy and I, before the recording of this podcast, we've sat to one side and listened to a lovely recording which is going to go on the radio show that we have. And I sat and thought, through listening to the conversation between uh, yourself and Charlie, Andy, I sat there and thought, oh no, this is bad because this there was a lot of conversation off. about pain and injuries and broken mm-hmm. bones. And of course, I think that's your big... Sure. That's Concern. what's concerning you, isn't it? It's the, the what look, could I, go wrong. I, well, unlike, you know, I can't, I can't sit here and compare what I've done to my body to Charlie because he's he's done a lot. But of course, it's all relative, though. Well, you, I've know. Done, you know, I've broken necks, I've broken both my ankles, I've bust myself up in, in more ways. I've hurt myself quite significantly, quite a lot. Ergo, I'm scared. <laughs> no more of, of any yeah. more falls. You know, <laughs> no, for I'm, sure. And, and getting older, it just, just gets. Uh, well, yeah. in, the, in, in the old days, you know, when the guys used to do a lot of motocross and stuff, and um, you know, you'd fall off and you'd bounce. Yeah, yeah, and, and and when you get over a certain age, you don't, you you, you just that sort of, you just much. sort of, <laughs> you thud, you know, and, yeah. and you don't bounce. You just go hit the ground and then just slide, yes. you know. Whereas before, you would just go <laughs> like that, and then you'd be fine. But um, and you'd bounce back. But I was in the gym this morning, and 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 I haven't been for a long time, and and. And, and and all my the rotation of my shoulder, I'm sure you've got the same thing, of rotation of my shoulders, like I can't do it very well. And I, I'm imagine, I imagine myself as this amazing surfer. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm incredible. And, yeah. and, but I'm just absolutely crap at it. But, uh, but, you know, just paddling out, you know, it takes me ages because I can't rotate my shoulders. So I sit out there waiting for a wave and go, I'll just wait for the next one. <laughs> just to try and get some breath back to be able to do it. But, but, but I think, um, but I think it makes you kind of young and it makes you mm-hmm. 
feel excited. A friend of mine said one, once that you know you should always scare yourself at least once a day because right. it's it's good for you. Yeah. you okay, know? and it is good for you. And 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 um, so I mean I don't mean by well. Listen, for instance, I was in another hospital once, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and and uh, and I was sitting beside this bloke and and he really bust his ankle up and I was going yeah I bust my ankle up and he goes yeah well I really and I'm no I don't think you bust him up anyway <laughs> turns out that his was much worse than mine oh, wow. and I said oh do, how did you do it did you fall off a bike or a horse or something you know and he goes well he said I'd like to, I'd like to say that it was this big thing but um he said I, I was just walking down the stairs and I missed the mm. last step oh no and I landed on my ankle and he said my ankle just exploded yeah and uh <laughs> and that was that you know yeah. and he says you know, how dumb do I feel you know the amount of like injuries you have had from motorcycle the people have used like ha- they have their first or, or second off and then mm. they're like that is it when you hear people say oh I used to ride but I don't anymore it's because they've had an off yes what has made is it because like the, the love to that you you talk about <laughs> riding is that the thing that's made you think I'm going to get back on, or has there ever been a point where you're like maybe I should stop with this? Like, uh, never never thought about stopping. I think good. because because when I when I was a kid, I, I grew up in Ireland in the up in the Wicklow Mountains, just behind Dublin, awesome. um, and had the most fantastic uh, childhood living there. And I uh, there was a guy called Tommy Rochford who lived in the village, and he had a Mako 400, which was that was. <laughs> the bee's knees or the dog's nuts in those <laughs> days. And 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 um, uh, and I convinced him, I was about six, seven or seven or, s- yeah, about seven-ish. And I convinced him to give me a go, but, but I couldn't reach the foot pegs. So he put it in first gear and then just pushed me off and I rode around this field wow. until I fell off. <laughs> and and that was it. And, and, and then I think if you ride a lot of off-road riding on dirt bikes and stuff, you always fall. Okay. And, and that's just part of it, and a bit like horse riding or whatever, yeah. or, or you just you just get used to it, and, and I think it sort of becomes part of, of of your thing, and and so for so I was very lucky up until four years ago, I'd kind of broken bones and hands and some other bits and pieces and stuff, but but never 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 something that really sort of well the hands thing was not good, but uh, but yeah, but on the whole, I. I <laughs> I was just thinking about another thing that I did, but anyway. Uh, but on the whole, yeah. And so, so I suppose, yeah. It just—I I don't know. Maybe I'm too dumb to do something else, or, or I don't know. You just love it. That's I just the love thing. It. The I think high, that's yeah. Deep, clearly, yeah. Just the high love it. and the, the exhilaration. Like today, I went off to drop a bike off and pick another one up, and then I'm off to do pick another one up later. But, but uh, I like I like this policy fun. that you have on your driveway, which is always have more than you could ride at any one time. Yes. Yeah, you well, know, you, like, it's it's about, you, you You know, you need a bike for every feeling. You do. That's <laughs> right. I mean, really if I do. could have a big warehouse, I'd have 30, 40 bikes. I'd just walk in and I'd have all the bikes lined up with, with the appropriate clothes <laughs> behind it. Brilliant. You know, a bit like Batman going into his Batcave and he yeah. sort of sort of thinks, I'll think I'll, I think I'll go, you know, I'll cafe racer the- today. <laughs> and, and then, of course, that's all the different kind of clothing. And yep. So long as they're know. all black, you know, then, yeah, then yeah. Batman will be fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there was a friend of mine, he had a lot of bikes and, and his, his wife got absolutely fed up with all these bikes. He said, look, you can't have that many bikes. So he then rented a little garage around the corner and he just bought all, all his bikes were blue 
and nice. and so he would just bring these because she wasn't didn't have really any interest in them. <laughs> she just didn't really bug. notice, but he. Just, I don't think she realized for years. She didn't realize he had about six or seven around the corner. And just rotated them. What you a know. smart man! Mind you, I don't you, know I, I've not said the... that with my wife yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who came up with the saying, but I've used it a few times recently, which is so true. And it's nobody ever died wishing they had less bikes. Yes, it's so yeah, true, isn't it? You know, you, even when you've got five, you want. Six. There's always yeah. another one that you've got your eye on. Well, I think, and I think, you know, the the, the bikes. I think some of the biggest. My, my, I don't really have that many regrets. I don't know about you guys, but I um, because you just what you did, what you did, and mm-hmm. not much you can do sure. about it. And and but some of the biggest regrets I've had are the bikes I've had to sell to mm. buy another bike. And and I keep going back to this. Um, I had I had a Honda XR 600R, which is this. It's an awesome bike, big thumper, and even ankle breaker. They used to call it because it was quite difficult to start. <laughs> and 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 I, I just absolutely love that bike. And and, and you, you would have to sneak up behind it. And if you snuck up behind it, jumped on it, and started it straight away, it would start straight away every time. <laughs> if you approached it from the front, it would just look at you and go, "No, I'm not going to start today." And and so it was. Uh, so all of these bikes have their kind of sort of foibles mm-hmm. and their and their feelings, and each of them like same as your as cars and and, and bikes and whatever it is, you know. And and you 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 begin to learn to understand them, and you learn how to ride them. And Valentin Rossi always, you know, one of his great talents he's an amazing motorcycle ra- racer still at 40 he's riding phenomenal. professional riding and he's amazing. he's still if he hadn't crashed the last few times he he would have uh, he'd be up in the top five he'd be in the mix wouldn't he yeah, he'd be top sure. three top four but uh um but he always said that you know he always rode around the problems of the bike and 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 it's very true you know you have a bike especially an old bike or whatever and it has its foibles you kind of adapt to how to ride it, to ride around that problem, you know, and yeah. it's quite yeah. nice. For sure. I had a, a bike, an OBSA with Speedo, just one day just decided just to stop, but it was a, my race bike, so um, my, my partner at the time wrote on it, faster, faster, and that was it, that's all you need to do. So, yeah, you end up working around the, the little the characteristics. Well, because, I mean, you know, the pre-war race cars, they didn't have Speedos. Cause no, you didn't absolutely. Need them. Most race cars don't have a Speedo. There's no yeah, point no, in it. You don't need to know how yeah. fast you're going, as long as you're going faster than that guy, that's yeah, all that matters. Exactly. Well, some, someone said to me once, uh, I, was, I was talking to a guy called Chris Vermoulin, who was a, a was used to was a very very successful muddy gp rider um and uh an australian guy and he's, he's very funny he does a lot of commentary now for australian tv but um and we were doing this talk together for i don't know a couple of hundred people and uh, i was talking about adventure riding and he was talking about muddy gp and someone asked him about you know about how you go around quickly on a on a on a racetrack and he said well if you're if you're not braking or accelerating Everything else is just wasting time. Good to know. Yeah. And really so you've got to make that as small as yeah. possible. The bit b- between braking and accelerating, there's got to be no gap. And they look at telemetry and they mm-hmm. can see hundreds of millimetres of time, you know. Mind you, that I mean, that's something that you wouldn't have had any sort of a problem with on the electric bike because it brakes for you, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of engine braking. But the great thing about it is you can set it up however you want. Mm-hmm. So you can have lots of engine braking, no engine braking. You can have whatever you want. And, and those things are brutally fast. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I've, I've owned lots of sports bikes over the years. And, and, and I, I rode, the only thing I can compare it to was I had to go on the, uh, on the Triumph Moto, Moto, GP, uh, Moto 2 bike, um, which is in phenomenal 
bike to ride. And that, as you accelerated hard, you had to grip your stomach muscles, otherwise your stomach sort of sloshed around a bit and <laughs> made you feel sick, you know. Yes. And okay. the same on the, on, the, on, the, on the Harley Live Ride, when you accelerate, it's, it's so fast, uh, that, that initial acceleration, is you have to hold so on to everything. Wow. So it's not a good bike to learn on. But you can wind it, but that's on sports mode, so you yeah. can oh, okay. do whatever so mode you want. Because part of me would like to learn on an, well, ideally on the well, electric Well, start on a Vespa, and yeah. that's twist and go. Because that's so, the thing, mm. twist and go appeals to me. Yeah. You know, the well, uh, you would you would absolutely love it. And the fact is, is that you go off. I love riding the the, the Harley and 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 around town. You stop at traffic lights and you see some guy comes and looks at you and thinks, Pfft. and then um, and then you, and then you're mode. waiting for them at the next <laughs> yeah. traffic lights. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh hi. <laughs> Obviously, you know, never going over thirty miles an hour. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> in a thirty zone. <laughs> In the 30, so, yeah, something obviously. Something we're very, very tuned to on the, on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, we spent most of our time doing about 35, 40 miles an hour to eke out that battery yeah, a lot. But, but you know, I think I was talk, talking about kind of batteries and stuff. I remember we were in Costa Rica in, in Central America, and I have to say I just, Colombia in Central America was just extraordinary. Colombia is one of the most coolest places mm. totally different to what people think it is you know people just think it's just narcos yeah, yeah. and yeah, and course. and and that that pablo escobar is is still there and people that don't think forget that that was quite a long time ago yeah. and lots changed since then but it was such a cool place i mean extraordinary place and then we and then we went to uh and then went into central america and we, we went to costa rica and and I hadn't realized until we got there when this person was telling us that that Costa Rica the first light bulb that was ever turned on in Costa Rica was was from renewable energy. Oh, brilliant! Wow. And that that ninety five percent of the country is run on new renewable energy, and 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 they and they don't have a military. So all the money that they spend on military, wow. they spend on renewable energy and education. Brilliant, it's, makes sense. And and anyway, so we're going along and we see this big. Uh, Solar farm. I think you've seen them mm. everywhere in Britain. You see them all over the place now. And I, you know, I had no idea how, you know, you kind of understand how they work the sun and it turns into electricity and off you go. So we went in and um, had a chat with them. He said, look, would you mind if we plugged in and, um, and had a look at your farm? And, and he goes, yeah. And he was amazed by these electric bikes. Anyway, so we, we plugged in. And while he took us around on this tour of this incredible solar farm, uh, our bikes were being charged by the sun. Brilliant. And we just thought that was just so cool. And not only is it a solar farm, but they've got a whole bunch of sheep on the farm as well. So they have a secondary uh, um, uh, revenue source as well for, by, by raising all these sheep. And then they obviously they get <laughs> sold to market and stuff like that. Amazing. So, so it, 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 was, it was quite extraordinary to be able to sort of sit there and just sort of, you know, get completely powered by the sun yeah, just extraordinary that's cool. see how it's done i've yeah. just uh, hearing you talk just then charlie i've had an idea for you for, oh yeah for another one <laughs> and it's because you you brought up pablo escobar oh yeah now i had the the privilege of interviewing his surviving son roberto sendoya escobar oh, yeah. quite recently who's done a, a memoir of of he didn't know he was pablo escobar's son until he was late teens early 20s and he had this crazy kind of upbringing with uh, an MI5 agent had raised him and, and, you know, as a way to get close to Pablo and so on and so forth. Crazy, like crazy real life oh, story. Wow. And it's sort of, it's the story before Narcos, if you mm. see what I mean. Anyway, one of the hooks to the book, other than the fact that it's a crazy read, is that 
um, on his deathbed, his adopted father gave him um, some, some code. And the code, which he's printed in the book, was given, to, was given to his adopted father by Pablo Escobar. And it is the location of the hidden Escobar millions. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking this... Well, go search for that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think yeah. he would just give up that code nice and easily? It's, yeah, it's, take it. It's oh, it's printed, printed in his book. But I suppose in, he, he in code, been able then, to obviously, yeah, of he course. He hasn't been able to sure. work it out. Of course. Well, you, you, you know, the, the, you've got, look, you've got Apple on your side now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you talk to the people at Apple. Yeah. You have the some $2 trillion of, dollar company. Yeah. Um, they don't need the cash. They don't need the cash, but I could do with it. You, you yeah. find it. Pablo, Pablo but, Escobar's but hidden weren't, millions. Weren't they so, so afraid that at, some, at one stage he, he had so much money, dollars, uh, out, of, uh, out of the States, at one stage in the prime of the, of the whole thing, is that, is that, the, the, uh, that the United States was, was worried that if there was a run on the banks that they wouldn't have enough cash mm. yeah. to cover it. No, yeah. you're and, right. And it's, it's absolutely crazy. But so, so Roberto is quite convinced, Pablo's son, is quite convinced that these... That if you find these coordinates, if you work them yeah. out, they won't. It won't lead you to cash. It will lead you to sapphires and yeah, rubies, gold, and diamonds, yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. Because he was. I mean, he told me stories of how he was slipped. You know, he'd be at a cafe, and and you know, he'd go to pay the bill or pop to the toilet or whatever, and, and occasionally he'd come back to his coffee cup, and there'd be a little pouch next to his coffee mm. cup, and somebody had just popped, you know, a couple of million worth of priceless jewels. Or oh, nice dad. You know. Wow! Well, you say yeah. that. Yeah. Did he? Did he? You know. Yeah, no, it's all relative, isn't it? You know, at least he was nice to his son. It's one way to pay the child but, benefits, um, isn't it? Yeah, but, but, but it's, funny, it's funny because we, we we were talking to I was talking to this 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 girl who was showing us showing us around um, uh, this town, and she was saying that that how you know how much Columbia had changed, and um, and and that and that these these stories like Narcos and stuff like that, you know, just paint this such a negative picture yeah. of, of Colombia because people then just assume that's what it's yeah. like now. And she said that they went through a, re- a revolution 10 years ago uh, when, you know, everything changed and all the tanks came into the favelas and, and they, and they changed everything. And so, but it's, it's interesting. And, and I think, I think one of the great things about doing all this traveling and if you travel a lot is, is, is that, you know, lots of countries or first world countries always say, well, you know, this is how you should live. And then have a tendency to look down upon other countries. Right. And when you travel through South America, and, and especially how Mexican Mexico has been has been portrayed in the last four or five years, uh, as you know, uh, not in a very nice picture, but in actual fact, you know, not everybody is a is a is a rapist or a, or a drug dealer or a, yeah, or a whatever, you know, th- that's a tiny minority of people. Whereas you're left with the rest of this country, which is, which is beautiful and the same in all the central and South America and Africa. Yeah. And maybe they don't live like us, but, but who is to say that, that that's not the right way to live and, and people sure. just live how they should live. And the great thing about traveling on the back of a motorcycle or, 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 or in a car or on a train or on a bus or, or whichever way you want to do it overland is is that you really get to see and feel and 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 the changes and the and the and the and, and the cultures that that you that you go across by by crossing crossing a, a border how everything changes once you cross a border mm-hmm. the, the 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 color of the tarmac the the paint the way signposts are, are printed the the people the way people dress the the architecture everything changes just mm-hmm. on this 
line that we've decided yeah. to put down on a map, you know, and, and it's extraordinary. And it really makes you kind of realise that, that the world isn't that much, that isn't that different, really. And it's the governments, it's usually fuck it up for everybody else. Mm, but, yeah. but, um, but, but really, it, it's, you know, people, 90% of people are, are good. Amen to that. Very true. I like, I like that. that. I'm not taking you. You're, you're really picking up on the Roberto Escobar code, though. You don't seem to <laughs> don't seem to be running with that one. Well, no, I just I thought I'd keep it quiet and yeah. just have a chat. With that <laughs> what do you call it? The long way to make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, the lo- oh, I'm oh, rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always wanted to, when we're going through um, Argentina and stuff. I, uh, you know, you and I spoke about it a bit. Was 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 that st- still nobody's found Shay's uh, bike? That he yeah. took. Oh right, yes. So he dumped it somewhere after you know when he went to the leper colony and mm. and, and mm-hmm. that's when his mind changed and, yeah. and how people could be minoritized, mm-hmm. minorit. Yeah, that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and so so apparently it's still somewhere still out there to be found. Well, you could find that at the same time. You know, you yeah. keep you keep Quite the, bike. the journey. Oh, yeah. You keep the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's some of it at least. You know, you can have this little this red thing. You can see what you can do with that. Oh, well, all right, fine. Well, look, we'll figure that out. I think it's an idea. You know, it's an idea. No, we could run with it. I'm, I'm up for I'm up for any kind of challenge. I I, I don't mind that. You know, <laughs> I, I think anything to get back to South America would be lovely. Yeah. Well, anything to go anywhere. I, it I feels used to like be a an good actor. excuse. Why are you here, Charlie? Well, uh, I'm going to pick know, up some. It's a good you know, idea. The hidden well, millions. Right. I think because I used to be, I used to act a lot when I was younger. And my father's a film director, and he directed yeah. films like Deliverance and Excalibur and Hope and Glory and Hemel Forest and all sorts it's of stuff. Huge films. And uh, yeah, yeah, you was, were in Deliverance. Was, you? I was in. Yeah, I was. Little, in, I wasn't the banjo player. Just so you know, I was a little boy. That my father said, "I'll." give you a tricycle if you sit on the sofa with that bloke I, I know it sounded very dodgy but uh, uh, but I really wanted the scooter what, but, a, um, what a film it's, it's Burt Reynolds and Burt Reynolds yeah, and John yeah, Voight yeah, yeah. And, and so so if you do watch the movie at the very end of the movie there's a little boy sitting on the sofa and John Voight comes back to his wife at the end of this harrowing story and, and there's that little boy that's me yeah. Uh, um, oh, wow. yeah. My Brilliant. father gave me a tricycle for that. You know, I should have held <laughs> out for points. Have you I would have made a, have made a fortune. You know. But um, could always but, go back through equity. But I think my I think my acting career kind of fizzled away a little bit because I'm dyslexic and and I always I always find it difficult to to learn lines and stuff like that. Uh, but the other part of it was because I used to just go for the location. <laughs> People say, "Try this. It's from in Africa," and I go, "Yeah, I'll take it." And then and then sit on the plane, watch them read. Uh, uh, read the script and think well that's crap so, <laughs> but the location's really nice you know so my career sort of went that way and then well mine was going that way urine was sort of going that way going you, up. you guys met and, on a film didn't you we it, met yeah, yeah we did we met yeah. on a film set so i spent 10 years um lean the lean 10 years and the other favorite job of actors is painting and decorating of course you know because yeah. you know we're good at that and and uh and so i started in that 10 years i kind of started painting and decorating to sort of bolster up my acting thing and then then I started doing people's houses up and and all that kind of stuff over a period of 10 years but in between that 10 years I do the odd movie right and and I'm in that sort of 10 years I I met Ewan on this on this movie and that was um actually just shortly after Talsha died actually and um oh that was another conversation so that means (laughs) nothing in this one um so um so I met him on the on this movie in in the west coast of Ireland and 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 I'd heard that he'd ridden he rode motorbikes and he had a uh, he had a Modigotti Le Mans, and and so when we met in this in this kind of, I think it was a hotel foyer or 
some of all the actors was Greta Scacchi, Richard E. Grant, uh, Pete Postlethwaite. And this was my comeback movie. It's a cool you cast. Know, it, was a, it was a good yeah. cast. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that movie went straight to DVD. So <laughs> it missed everything. But um, uh, even the shelves of the DVD shops. <laughs> uh, but uh, it just wasn't of its just, time. It just That's wasn't the in the cards. It wasn't in the stars. But, uh, and we, and we, we, we met there. And, and, and I think the first conversation was about motorbikes. Mm. And, and, then, um, and then cut to you and I sitting here you know, haven't seen each other for ages because he was living in Los Angeles, I was living over here. And when he was making a movie, he made a lot of movies over here in right. the summers, but I was always away doing some other TV show. So we just kept missing each other. And then, so finally, when we kind of hooked up here, then again, that's all we have. I think all we've ever really talked about is motorbikes. Really. I've got this whole <laughs> list of, of, of WhatsApp of, of just, of what about this one? Sure. Like, what about this? I've found this and, you know, and why don't we use this for the next one? And, you know, so, uh, so it is nice. I don't yeah. know where that came from or where we we're going with that. That's a story. I like it. Uh, well, I mean, basically, you now need to talk to you and about Roberto Escobar, Escobar. and whether there's that a chance it. that you can kind of both chase the millions. <laughs> and well, I mean, to be fair, right? Here's the payoff. Okay, now this, now genuinely, I'm turning it into a proposal for you. Okay, you find this. You guys do an awful lot for UNICEF. The the find goes to UNICEF. Imagine the good you could do. You can see the cogs turning. I'm just thinking, would a small percentage be allowed to go to the finder? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a finder's fee. There could be a finder's fee, isn't yeah. there? <laughs> isn't we'll call it an appearance fee. Yeah. Hey, hey, look, I mean, UNICEF won't be there when you find it. So I could just stuff my pockets Gosh, a bit like those Disney films. A million films, dollars. You know, I can't your, believe your it. But, uh, no, that would, that would be good. That, that, that would be good. That, yeah, certainly the kids, kids could do with that money. Yeah, mm. you know they really could. Actually, UNICEF is another thing that we, you and I, have been involved in for a long time. Yeah, and, been... and um, we've both been goodwill ambassadors for for since long way round. Mm. And um, uh, and you, I, I remember someone someone asked me the other day. They said that they were because the long way round and long way down is on is on Apple as well. We we did them. Yeah, all and and someone has said to me because the, the, the UNICEF project was on the last episode. We went saw some kids up in the hills who UNICEF are helping with kids with these schools to, to, to um, help them uh, not only speak Spanish, but, but to keep in touch with their indigenous yeah. language and so stuff like that. Yeah. So that, you know, you know, you keep your culture and I mean, great fun, hilarious kids. Uh, Although you did break a chair, Charlie. I did, but I did so. sit on the chair. I did break the chair. It was slightly <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, they were asking, you know, you. They said, "You and what do you do?" And he said, "I'm an actor." And they go, "What films have you been in?" And and he yeah. could r rattled off all these films, and, and no one had seen Star them. And then, luckily, yeah. luckily, I, I just to just to just to deflect a, a potential awkward moment, mm. I sat in a chair and broke it <laughs> <laughs> for you. Yeah, that was but, that's uh, proper I thought friendship. It was, I thought it was proper friend. friendship. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, and then someone said, "Oh, you know, we saw that. We saw that um, episode where you did in Long Way Round, where we saw these kids in Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia, who in the winter gets so cold, and live in the in the sewers underground because wow. the hot water pipes keep them keep them warm in winter." And and so um, and so it's funny how how you know and 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 how much UNICEF actually do for kids to try and help them through. And there's another couple of um, projects that we did with UNICEF um, coming up in the TV shows and. And about all these kids who get in these terrible situations, and 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 luckily there's someone there who can really do stuff yeah. for them, you know. I mean, and they're big, they're big thing. I mean, something like sixty percent of the world's children are inoculated by uh, by UNICEF wow. or partners of, and and so you know, so they need our money. Yeah, yeah. 
or Pablo Escobar. Or Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I think it's a brilliant idea. I love the payoff. I love that. As long as I could keep one diamond or something. Like that. Yeah. Just to build it. I think that's fair. Because yeah. yeah. I can, then I can afford to buy a shed to yeah. put more bikes in. Yeah. No, nobody's so going to grumble at one diamond. No. One diamond. You know, maybe two because I obviously thought of the idea. So, yeah, <laughs> so I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. I take half a diamond. Half a you diamond. Know, okay. I'm okay with that. I could you know, maybe a little some shavings of diamonds. I shavings could. would be okay. <laughs> I, I see that I'm getting you negotiated get into the down. diamond head business, diamond drilling head business. I just I just want to make the show. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for the joy of to the show. Making the show, <laughs> Charlie. What a guest! You've been phenomenal. You've you've brought us into your amazing home. You've been so generous and kind with your time. Thank you very much indeed. We really appreciate it. Well, but listen, it's, it's lovely having you guys here, and and it's nice that people are going around championing you know, cars and bikes and, and, and joy and, and especially with, 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 you know, with, um, with, with, um, you know, classic cars, it's, 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 you know, it's a thing to, to keep them alive. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just, just reminding me of one thing. Ewan has a, has a Volkswagen Beetle, a, uh, a flat screen, uh, 50, uh, can't remember the date, but he's just had it converted, um, into electric. Oh, oh wow. great! Yeah. And cool. so what they do is they keep everything exactly the same way. So they take the engine out, but they leave all the. Hang the, on, is it a fifty? Is it a fifty-two? Uh, I think a fifty-seven. Oh. I think because if it's a fifty-two, Amy has been in Drew Pritchard's fifty-two, which oh. has my favorite thing oh, on wow. any car. Gish. Crotch coolers. Crotch coolers. Yeah. Don't, oh. even, don't even ask. I don't <laughs> well, really know. I don't want to know. For, for, for conversation know. off the, but, off the pod. But but this a company called a company called EV West. I just can't. I just my mind is going don't places worry. it shouldn't go. <laughs> but uh, it it so this company called EV West and what they do is they is they get the classic car. You know, you have a yeah. someone has a Porsche and yeah. an eleven mm-hmm. sitting there yeah. in a the thing and the engine's done mm. and and. It's too much is done with it, and, and he'll then take that and then put the batteries in exactly where the engine was, so keep the weight That's exactly right. the same, mm-hmm. and then give birth to to this um, classic car that would all, that would would normally just go to waste and sit at the bottom of someone's garden and rot away. And and he's and he saw he says, "I'm not an eco warrior. I just want to save the classic mm-hmm. car." For That's sure. Right. And yeah. and um, and then of course then you're producing this car that can outperform its original life yeah. by yeah. tenfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By absolutely. Way. Anyway, sorry. Well, it's, the, it's the ultimate cycle as well. I have a friend yeah. called Matthew Quitter. He runs London Electric Cars and he does exactly the same thing. He started with Morris Miners and now he does Defenders, etc., etc. And yeah, he, he basically, he, he, he takes discarded Tesla batteries. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, there's a big, there's a big chase now. Every time a car, Tesla car crashes, yeah, there's like a huge right? posse yeah, of people the batteries. running That's down right. bidding for the batteries, yeah. trying to get there That's first. Right. You know, yeah, they're, they're worth a heck yeah, of a lot of money. Of course, yeah. yeah. But it's no, anyway. But there you go. But it, but it has. But having said that, it's been lovely having you guys here. Thank you, thank, thank you, you so much. And, um, and I appreciate fascinating listening to you. Oh uh, yeah, but I appreciate you know appreciate your time. No, we appreciate, appreciate your time. Thank you, Charlie. What a joy. I hope we hear from you again soon because I think there might be plans afoot. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, there is a couple of things I'd like to do. Good. Good. Well, Good. hopefully we'll be back. I'll get you those coordinates. <laughs> the Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The 
very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.